Welcome to the Sunday Service Podcast of First Universalist Church of Minneapolis. We are a radically welcoming and progressive religious community, deeply committed to love, justice, and living out our values in the world. To learn more, visit us at firstuniversalistchurch.org. Trivia, where's it from? Where's the Moana? Yes! Fantastic! Good morning, everyone. Let's sing together. The hymn is 347 Gather the Spirit. I invite you to rise. Let us sing and make a voice out of our many voices.
Amen. Good morning. Good morning. Well, we're caffeinated this morning, aren't we? All right. Welcome to Daylight Savings Time, friends. Good morning. Good morning and welcome to First Universalist Church. My name is Reverend Arif Mamdani, and it is a joy to be in your company this morning. Our theme this month is persistence. Persistence. And so as we settle in this morning, as you make yourselves just a bit more comfortable, I invite you to recall with gratitude the things your past self did for which you are grateful. What small act of persistence of your past self do you give thanks for this morning? For instance, you might say thank you to your past self for making sure that there was enough coffee at home this morning. For the oatmeal that you made, the bread, the fruit, the yogurt that you may have had for breakfast, the leftovers in the fridge. You may say thank you to your past self for insisting on doing laundry even when you didn't want to. If you're like me, you may thank your past self even more for folding and putting away said laundry. You might thank your past self for walking through the doors of this church whenever it was that you did so, so that you had a place to go this morning. The company of people that you know and companions that you have not met yet. So I invite you to join me in this. <clears throat> Take a moment. Just think about what you are thanking your past self for this morning. All right. First thought, best thought. If you're moved, I invite you to share with your neighbor, to speak aloud into the space, to type in the chat, or just hold in your heart. What are you thanking your past self for this morning? Thank you, past selves. Thank you, past selves. So much that we are thanking our past selves for. Thank you for what we harvest this day, planted by ourselves, planted by others. Each of us interconnected and separate, both of those things are true. Relying on ourselves and each other to make this day what it has been thus far and what it might be yet. And so in that spirit, in that spirit, let us move into this time of worship. Worship being the consecration, the making holy and sacred of things that are worth our time, worth our attention, worth our reverence. In this spirit, may we give thanks for the land that we are on, the homeland 
of the Dakota and the Anishinaabe, a people whose language views the natural world as verbs, actions and relationship. Unlike English, where the earth is a noun, a thing to be acted upon. What knowledge was lost when these people were displaced? How might each of our lives and world be different if colonizers could repair, repent, and repatriate the land? How might that help us all come into relationship again with ways of knowing the world that do not separate us? What happens if we remember that we are kin to all that lives, when we remember that we are ourselves in cycles of never-ending mutuality? With this in our hearts, may we touch the earth, may we remember all this as we open our hearts to worship together. And I invite Kim to come up and help us light our chalice this morning. And as Kim is making her way up here, is there anyone in the sanctuary um, who is qualified, which is to say trained, uh, to light our chalice? Oh, I see some hands in the back. Is that Isla that I see back there? Isla, do you want to help light the chalice? <laughs> Rasana, you lit the you lit the chalice two weeks ago. <laughs> he asked me to light the chalice, and I said, "Heck, no! It almost took you out." <laughs> Love is the spirit of this church, and service is its law. This is a great covenant to dwell together in peace, to speak the truth in love, and to help one another. I'd like to tell you a story. Long ago, an elderly Chinese woman completed a daily task, a trek to the stream past her home and back to supply her family with fresh water. In order to do this, she fashioned a heavy pot on each side of a long pole, which she carried across her shoulders. One of the pots was in perfect condition and always delivered a full portion of water. The other had a deep crack in it, causing water to leak out. At the end of the long walk, the cracked pot arrived only half full. This situation occurred daily for two years. Two whole years with the woman bringing home only one and a half pots of water. Of course, the perfect pot was proud of its accomplishments. But the cracked pot was ashamed of its imperfection and miserable that it could only do half of what it had been made to do. After two years of what it had perceived to be bitter failure, the cracked pot spoke to the woman by the, the stream. And the cracked pot said, I am ashamed. This crack in my side causes water to leak out. 
you work so hard and yet have little water once you return home. The old woman smiled and replied, Did you notice that there are flowers on your side of the path? I have always known about your flaw. So I planted flower seeds on your side of the path. Every day while we walked back home, you watered those seeds and helped them to grow. For two years, I have been able to pick these beautiful flowers to decorate the table and give to our neighbors without you being just the way you are. There would not have been this special beauty to grace our homes and our lives. Thus ends the story. Friends, each and every one of us is made perfect and cracked deep, perfect and imperfect, wonderful just the way we are. Oh my goodness, that song is jumping into my head now. Don't go changing to try and please me. I sang that at, uh, for um, singing telegrams every February in my high school. <laughs> Don't change your hair for me, not if you care for me. Each and every one of us is made just the way we are, and every day that you have lived has made you just the way you are, to grace and to bless the world in, in a special way that only you can do, to live in a rhythm and in a voice that only you can resonate. So, my friends, we have built a building, we have built a community, we've built our part of the world with some chairs low and some chairs high, some tables at different heights, some activities different for different ones of us so that we all may grow, so that we all may develop, so we all may deepen in our own special ways. Consider that your task and your blessing for the next few moments as we go to our different places in the building and in the community to deepen our spiritual growth and development. May we come back together to be a blessing to one another. And may we be our own special blessing to the world, now and always. I invite you, I invite your feet into deeper communion with the earth beneath you. I invite your back into deeper communion with the surface that is holding you up as we venture deeper into this journey of community, into this worship hour with one another. Robin Wall Kimmerer said this in a recent interview. I think that it is our deepest longing to belong to each other and to belong to this larger of community of life. And for me, this notion of tending the garden at all scales is a powerful way to belong. 
I love that. I love that it reminds me that belonging is not something we have. It is something we do. It is not something we have. It is something we do. We tend gardens. We tend churches. We tend families and communities and our very own bodies. And nerd with me for a moment here. That word, tend, shares a Latin root with some other words I love, attend, tender. It's a root that means to stretch and to extend, as in to stretch and extend our mind toward another, our being toward another. So for this week's Centering Prayer, we're going to sit with that word tend, as in tending a garden, and let it be an invitation into presence, into grounding, into love. Just sit and breathe in and out with that word and see what happens. Let us bring whatever tenderness grew in that time to attend to our collective wholeness now. And now I invite you gathered in this space and you gathered online to name anyone or anything that needs our collective tenderness to hold it to hold them. You are welcome to name them aloud, in the chat, or just hold them in your heart. We pray now that the grip of addiction be loosened that the weight of oppression be lightened, the truth be told, that joy break through, and that love make every suffering more bearable for us all. May it be so. Amen.
My name is Malia, and I use she, her pronouns. And um, my husband, Seth, and I moved to Minnesota in 2011 for a job. And we were already in our 30s, and anyone who didn't grow up here can attest that Minnesota can be a very hard place to make friends and find a community as an adult. So, luckily for me, as a lifelong Unitarian Universalist, I knew just where to go. And thank you to my mother, who's here this morning, too. I knew that First Universalist would be a place where we could find a community of shared values, a spiritual home as an interfaith couple, as well as a village in which to raise our children. And it has been that home, and you continue to be that village. So thank you. Um, we became members, real members of the church, uh, at the start of 2018, and continue to give as generously as we can in time as well as in money uh, to make sure that First Universalist can remain the community of communities uh, for us and our children that we need, as well as a resource to and an agent of transformation for the community beyond. And those of you who know me or have heard me speak from this pulpit know how very much that means to me. So since we became members, we have had the wonderful opportunity to form rewarding intergenerational relationships, uh, parent friends, with which to share the joys and challenges of raising children in times of uh, pandemic as well as protest, and Sunday mornings full of comfort and challenge to live out our values in every aspect of our lives. Over the years, I have come to see church not as a place that I go to, but a place that I belong and that I continue to become. That means that it's up to me as a part of this much bigger we to make sure that I contribute um, what I can to the collective resources that we truly need to be, and as are more importantly, to become the community that we all want to be. So I hope that you will join me in giving generously this morning and in the year to come so that we can keep building this place, our place of belonging and becoming. Thank you. Thanks, Malia. So, one more way that I would like to invite you to be part of these cycles of giving and receiving and growing that are part of who we are as a faith community together, and that is as we give and receive this morning's offering. Our offering this morning goes to support the work of the Sanctuary and Resistance Team here at First Universalist. If you are familiar with this team, you know that over the many years of its work, it has supported people uh, seeking sanctuary, trying to make their way through the immigration system um, in a number of ways. One of those is through uh, direct grants to support um, legal support in navigating the, uh, the really broken immigration system that we have. The other significant thing that I want to let you know that is happening right now related to this team's efforts is uh, a little bit of renovation, a little bit of um, fixing up again the apartment that this church built when we did our renovation. If you're not familiar with this, this church is a sanctuary church. Periodically, we house uh, an individual or a family that is seeking sanctuaries, looking for safety from um, all of the things that one might be looking safety from when one is coming to this country and gets caught up in an immigration system that does not know 
how to see people's inherent worth, dignity, and basic humanity. So I encourage you to please give as generously as you're able. Thanks, Malia. Thanks for helping to launch our annual giving campaign. It's true, friends. You are sitting in the sanctuary on a day where we experience not just the gift of changing our clocks, 
but a day when we get to experience the gift of this church and be invited into gifting as well. We started our time together offering gratitude. Gratitude to ourselves for what we did that helped to bring us to this moment. Gratitude for the things small and large that we received not through our own efforts, but by harvesting the efforts of others as well. Some years ago, not long after we had closed up the church and transformed ourselves into an online everything congregation for the foreseeable future, I, like many of you, started taking regular walks around my neighborhood. I needed time away from the computer screen. And more than that, I needed time to remember that there was a natural world bigger than the walls around me, that there were seasons and cycles of life that were far bigger than myself. There were on these walks a pair of massive cottonwood trees that I would visit. I would walk up to them and I would place my hands on their rough bark, first one and then the other. Sometimes I would lean my head against the bark, just touch my forehead to the tree, and I would listen. I would close my eyes and I would listen. I'd ask them about what they saw during the last global pandemic. They were big enough that I was pretty sure they had been around. What wisdom that they had for us as we were looking COVID-19 in the face. They didn't answer me in words, but something about their enduring presence their enduring persistence ministered to me in those times. For the better part of a year, I visited them on a more or less daily basis. And you might say that we persisted together. Sometime early that summer, on one of these walks, I was brought to my knees at a corner lot that had been planted with flowers, cosmos to be exact, whose wild riot of bright sunny blooms transported me from the midst of pandemic tension and spiritual malaise to a place where my heart and my spirit were elevated, liberated, and filled with joy. I wonder if you've ever had an experience like that of turning a corner and being completely taken by surprise by the beauty of the natural world. I think about those flowers a lot. I think about what was at work that day. I was being nourished by the work someone else had done to tend this garden. 
In the days after, when I would visit them, I would slow down. I would take the time to really take in the flowers. To watch the bees happily buzzing in their orbits. I wondered if it would be too weird to drop a note in their mailbox saying, thank you for planting these. They have sustained my spirit through these hard times. I get a little reminder of that every Sunday when I look at the flowers arranged by the visual arts team. Martha Moriarty is who we have to thank for these flowers this morning. A reminder. A reminder that that is how church works too. That each of us harvests some of what we plant in this congregation, but if we're honest, much of what any of us harvest is the work of the past. Even if you have been in this church for a long time, even if it was your past self that you have to thank, even then, the planting you did was because of and with others. In so many ways, here in this church, we are like the unseen gardeners of that corner plot that I walked past, planting and tending gardens that will feed and bring joy to people we do not know. And so with that spirit in our hearts, I invite you to think about your gift to the church's annual fund as one way that you plant seeds here one of the ways you tend the garden of this congregation. Robin Wall Kimmerer knows something of this sort of tending. And I think what she says applies to church too. In an interview, in the quote that Ashley shared earlier, she speaks of our deepest longing as the longing to belong. To ourselves, to each other, and to the wider community of which we are a part, the community, the garden that is this earth. She expresses this idea of belonging as being the work of tending a garden. And for Kimmerer, this gardening is both metaphor and literal practice, and it applies at all scales. From tending the ecology of our bodies to tending to the plants that we nourish and that nourish us, to the ways in which our engagement with the earth and the beings that call it home is itself a larger practice of gardening. All of this intentionally tending for, in a relationship of mutuality, that which cares for us and which we care for. Tending in a relationship of mutuality, that which cares for us and which we care for. Some of us might call that God. There is a reciprocity and mutuality here that our language struggles to articulate. Fractal from top to bottom, cycles feeding cycles that themselves feed other cycles. To feel this gardening, this tending, is to enter into relationship with a deep texture of the experience of being human and alive. I wonder if you can feel that, if you can sense that. 
Remember what it feels like to have your hands in this good earth. The texture of dirt between your fingers. The smell of the soil. The feeling in your hands when you plant or pull weeds or add water. I wonder if we can know that same feeling in our hands as we tend to ourselves and to each other. I wonder if we can feel that when we think about the seeds that we plant and the flowers that you harvest here in this congregation, nourished by the love that is the spirit of this church, nourished by this church where service is its law. And so I invite you into a few moments of quiet reflection. Reflection on this question, where in this congregation have you planted seeds? Where have you nourished those seeds into growth? Where have you felt yourself tended by the many ministries of this church? Let's reflect on this for a few moments in silence. Tending of the seeds that you have planted, being nourished by those seeds as they grow. This tending is the work of our hands and our hearts, and it takes financial support too. And that is why over the next several weeks, you will be hearing from staff and members of the congregation. As you leave today, we'd like you to collect your annual giving packet. It's just outside the sanctuary. One per family. There are extras as well, so no worries. And along with your packet in the weeks to come, some of you will receive calls or an invitation to visit with a member of the congregation. We are slowly starting back up the practice of person-to-person -person conversations about how we give and receive and grow here in this church. This is one of the many ways that we are rebuilding the practice of church for the world that we live in today. However it is that you hear from the congregation about your gift, you can make a pledge or commitment to give at any time. No need to wait for a call or a visit. And if after that call or visit you decide to increase your gift, that's totally fine. You can do that at any time. We won't stop you. And if by chance you are sitting in the pews today, you are sitting at home with us online, you are joining us listening to this podcast at some time later, if you would like to be sure that you are the recipient of one of these visits, one of these phone calls, let me know. I will make sure you get connected. This year, congregation, we are asking you to consider an increase to your gift, equivalent to adding a month to your annual gift, a baker's dozen, if you will. That comes out to a little under 10%, but if you can add 10% to your gift this year, please do. More than that, if you're able, less if you're not. In Unitarian Universalism, there is no other significant source of financial support beyond our membership. 
There is no denominational support. There is no church foundation that gives us grants. Your support makes up the vast majority of our annual operating budget. And we need your support this year. We are working to rebuild the habit of giving after the church did not ask all that hard or all that directly during the peak of the COVID-19 shutdown. Our feeling was that it wasn't the right time to be making a hard ask, not with hard times that so many of us were going through. During those years, our budget was helped immeasurably by a $200,000 PPP forgivable loan. And now, as emergency support from the government to organizations and businesses has ended, we've been working to replace that gap. This year, it was with additional fundraising. And for next fiscal year, we're asking you to help replace it with your pledges, with your commitments to give. This is just one of the many ways your financial support helps to tend to the garden that is this congregation. There is so much good that is happening within and among and because of this church. From the relationships that are nurtured here, to the people who are cared for, to the ways that we are struggling with each other to learn how to be an authentically pluralist faith community. This is not easy but it is the real and the honest work of learning how to be in relationship in a changing world. Here in this congregation, there are many cycles of planting and nourishing and harvesting. Many roles where you can lend your time, your talent, and your treasure. So please consider this an invitation to find your place and to dig in. An invitation to plant generously the seeds that will nourish this church now and in the years to come. As so many of our sacred texts tell us, we are ever bound in community. We are drinking from wells we did not dig. We are shaded by trees we did not plant. Our very building and the land it is on bears the marks of those who came before us. And this season, this cycle of giving and receiving and nourishing growth is how this church has persisted for over 150 years. And I believe that is how we will, if we hold faith, persist for 150 more. So with gratitude in our hearts for those who came before us, with gratitude for the opportunity to plant and nourish growth that will feed those who come after us, may abundance be our guide as we give, receive, and grow evermore into love's people. May it be so, and amen. And may we sing together. Hymn number 1064 in your teal hymnal, Blue Boat Home.
Dear ones, as you go forth, may you go forth with gratitude for those who came before us, with gratitude for the opportunity to plant and to nourish growth that will feed those who come after us. May abundance be your guide as you give and receive and grow and follow where that spirit of love and life is calling you next. May you be blessed. May you be a blessing. May it be so. And amen. And let us sing together. <laughs> listening to this podcast from First Universalist Church of Minneapolis. If you've been nourished by what you've heard, please consider supporting our ministry. Podcasts are free to download, but they cost money to make. Visit firstuniversalistchurch.org slash donate to make your gift. We are a faith community committed to dismantling oppression and building beloved community. To learn more about our ministry, please visit us online at firstuniversalistchurch.org.